Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. Well, Dad, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. What up, my cadets? How you doing, everybody? And welcome to episode six, motherfucker. Six, six, six. The mark of the beast. The mark of the devil. Oh, shit. It's good to have you here on this evil one, right? This is the evil episode. The evil episode. May Satan put his blessing on this episode. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. I am, uh, you know, not a fucking Satanist. Nothing like that. I like to make jokes and, and hopefully chase away Christians because hardcore Christians are kind of fucking assholes. And I'm sorry. If you're a hardcore Christian, you know, I'm talking hardcore to where you're going to tell me because I, you know, do tattoos or I have tattoos, I'm, I'm going to burn in hell. Yeah, all, all that type of shit. You know, I've seen them and I've witnessed the, the fucking wrath of, of their learnings. And uh, they bug me sometimes, a lot of the times, maybe all the times, you know? Now, if you're a Christian and you're cool and you keep your faith to yourself and you don't try and push it on anybody else and you're just happy to love the God that you love, then you know what? Keep on doing it, baby. Keep on doing it. But we are back and we are at episode six, ladies and gents. I am Jared Silva. You can call me Gerard, whatever you want to call me, baby. Jared, Gerard. J-Rod, J-Rock, I don't know, I, I, I go by many names I have uh, for a long fucking time, at one point in time I went uh, by Jarrell, okay, my friends actually called me Jarrell because uh, I, was, I was dating a black woman at the time and uh, she fucking braided my hair and I had fucking cornrows, dude, hell yeah, this was, uh, you know, back in like, uh, 2001, maybe 2002, something like that. The early 2000s, baby. You know, white people were doing it. Fucking Justin Timberlake was braiding his fucking hair. And she was like, hey, you know what? You'd probably look good with braided hair. And I was like, no, I probably won't. And she was like, just do it for me. And so I did it for her. And that shit was the most uncomfortable, fucked up fucking shit I had ever experienced in my entire life. <clears throat> Excuse me. That shit was terrible, bro. Like, I looked like I was fucking surprised for like two days. My eyes were wide the fuck open. I think I, it felt like my hair was actually pulling out of my scalp every time I fucking turned my head left or right. The shit was fucking crazy, dude. I was like, how the fuck do you fucking guys do this shit? And she's like, oh, you get used to it. And then the shit would itch. Right, Because obviously, when you have braids, you can't just scrub your hair with shampoo. You know That doesn't work because it'll take the fucking braids out. Obviously, my braids, it would have taken them out even easier because I have such fine hair. Okay, my, my fucking hair is like cat fur, dude. It's so fine and soft that it can't hold braids. We actually had to use synthetic hair in my shit just so it would fucking hold the fucking the braid, dude. Because my hair wouldn't hold. I had enough hair to do it, but it would not fucking hold the braid. So she's like, dude, we're going to have to use synthetic shit just so your fucking hair will hold the braid, yo. Because you got some fucking, you got some nice hair, baby. 
I remember she said that. That was that was awesome. She was like, this motherfucker got some nice-ass hair. You let this shit grow even longer, baby, you're going to have some Fabio hair. And I'm like, that's fucking very true. It's that golden-ass fucking... It's like my fucking shit is like the white people Chinese hair. <clears throat> like, you can't fuck with that. Sorry, I had to take a drink. You can't fuck with my shit. If there was a Chinese person that had natural blonde hair, that's my shit, dog. That's my shit, dog. It's like petting a cat, doggy dog. But, yo, those braids never again. I remember when I finally took them out because you couldn't fucking, you know, clean them. So the problem with that was you would literally, you would fucking, you would itch. There it is. There's the fucking word I'm, I'm looking for. That was stupid. You would fucking itch, man. Your head would itch hella bad. So what can you do? Well, you can't actually fucking, like, itch your head. It's impossible to just, you know, fucking itch your head. That's that's not, you know, what you're going to do when you have fucking braids. Because you're going to fucking scratch them out. You know, you're going to fucking... You can't just sit there and fuck your whole braids up. That's just not how the shit works. So what you got to do is you got to pat your head, man. You literally got to fucking pat your head. Like, pop, 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 pop. That's the only option you got to fucking itch that shit is to fucking pat your goddamn head. That is That was the most annoying thing. And then, check this out. When I took the braids out, okay, that was the scariest shit that I have ever seen in my life because I took the braids out in the shower. And when I was taking the braids out, I was seeing fucking chunks of hair falling down and going into the drain and i'm not talking chunks of fucking synthetic okay i'm talking fucking chunks of fucking real fucking hair dude real fucking hair like no fucking joke so i'm sitting there like dude i'm i'm fucking going bald because i got braids in my hair i'm fucking going bald dude like, this is, uh, I thought I was going to get out of the shower and I was going to look like fucking, you know, somebody that accidentally used like some chemical shit on their fucking head and it burn off most of it except for like strands everywhere. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, this is it. Now I'm going to have to shave my shit. But no, I was cool. You know, nowadays it wouldn't be that way because I don't have enough hair to lose. I promise you that. That's just not an option anymore. I can't, can't do that shit. That's not good for my shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not good for my shit. <laughs> Plus, I look like a fucking fool, dude. You know? I thought I looked cool. After you get braids in your fucking hair, dude, and you're walking around with a fucking black chick, bro, as a fucking little white boy, you can't fucking stop yourself from fucking feeling cool, bro. Because she wasn't no fucking butt-ugly fucking girl either. This this chick was a fucking notcher, dude. She, she, I had so many fucking black dudes dogging my ass. Like, she literally, like, anytime we went to places, the fucking black men fucking hated it. And the funny thing was, is they were standing right next to their fucking white girlfriend. And it's like, dude, stop it, okay? Stop it. It don't matter, baby. It don't matter what we are. Because we bleed the same shit. We just got different blood types. Okay, I found that out recently. Okay, buddy. (laughs) But it was a good experience. It was a good experience. She was actually a cool chick. You know, obviously, you know, we just apparently, you know, didn't uh, mix well. We weren't meant to be. 
it's not a bad thing. It's just basically, you know, that's how the fucking cookie crumbles. And, you know, if it wasn't for fucking, you know, us actually fucking breaking up, then obviously I wouldn't be married to the greatest fucking woman in the world, which is my fucking wife, you know? And she's the greatest woman in the world, baby. Okay? And the only reason she's the greatest woman in the world is because my mom has passed away. And don't let me, don't let me fucking, don't, I hope she don't hear that. <laughs> uh, she knows that. She knows I'm a mama's boy. She knows that if my mom was here, man, it would, it would really be hard to compete. And my mom would make sure of that too. My mom would be like, really, you want to compete with me, bitch? Like, that's one thing about my mom. When my mom was around any woman I brought around my mom, my mom fucking just right off the bat didn't fucking like them. She would make sure she could do whatever she could do to get them the fuck out of my life. She was like, oh, yeah, she was fucking... She'd, like, talk shit about me to them sometimes. Because she'd be like, I don't even fucking want you around my son. You don't deserve him. And it was like that, dude. I was like, Mom, what the fuck? And was, uh-uh. She's a fucking hoe, Jared. You don't want to fuck with that bitch. She's probably got fucking herpes, gonorrhea, some shit like that. Like, keep your dick clean. I can already see it in her eyes. I can see it in her eyes, baby, that she's got the hiv. She actually had HIV written on her eyebrows. Oh, I was like, man, mom, you fucking always fuck shit up. Always would. And then you knew when she liked one of them because once she liked one of them, she'd bust out the uh, the, the fucking the, the, the goddamn photo albums, dude. You know, this is back before uh, cell phones, you know. Even when we had cell phones, this was she didn't have pictures of me on a fucking cell phone. She couldn't like flip out a, a picture of me on a cell phone and be like, "Oh yeah, look at this photo album of you know Jared when he was fucking you know two years old, his little pecker hanging out." Like she couldn't fucking do that, dude. Like these were fucking remember photo albums? These were ones that you got developed, they got printed out, and then legit you put them inside of a fucking photo album, and. You fucking flip through the photos if you wanted to actually fucking look at them, dude. You know, flipped and flipped and flipped and flipped. And my mom had tons of photo albums. My mom, I mean, my mom had like, it, it, our fucking photo albums looked like the Encyclopedia Britannica. Like, like you had a fucking stack of them on the bookshelf on the wall and shit. And you're like, fuck, dude. My mom loved taking pictures, man. Like, always had to be taking pictures. But... Uh, I'm, I'm actually grateful for that because after she passed away, I was able to actually like, you know, get, you know, so much, so much of her shit or see, you know, anytime I want to see the photo albums I can. And there's like so many fucking memories, but she would bust those out if she liked the chick, right? Because she always wanted to show her the, whatever girl I was with, she always wanted to show that girl all my fucking embarrassing fucking child pictures, dude, you know? Especially the one where, like, your fucking little teeny fucking baby dick is hanging out and shit. And you're like, dude, mom, put that shit away, okay? She already knows it never fucking grew after that, so just fucking don't worry about it. And she's like, just shut up. Fucking just let her enjoy the pictures, you fucking dick. Like, that's how my mom talked, too. Like, me and my mom were very much alike. My mom was very outspoken, and my mom was the type where, you know, if you fucking talk shit to her, then... She would talk shit back. Funny thing is, is they say that you will end up marrying either your mom or your dad, depending on if you're obviously a, a woman or a man. You know, nowadays you might be a fucking whoa man tran, 
you know, who the fuck knows. But regardless, you're going to look for in another person the traits of your parent, of, you know, basically the one that was a nurturer to you or, or cared for you the most. For girls, that's usually fucking, you know, dads. For dudes, that's usually fucking moms. And the shit is fucking true, dude. I'm talking true, okay? My fucking wife, sometimes I'll sit back and I have to see what my wife is doing or or how my wife is acting or when she's fucking arguing with me or if she's fucking sad, like how she wins arguments and shit like that. Uh, Her bad habits her fucking good habits, um, dude, it's, it's my fucking mother to a T, dude, like, it's so weird, like, it's so weird that I didn't even fucking notice that I fell in love with a woman that was exactly like my goddamn mom, and, and, you know, she got to meet my mom before she passed away, but we weren't a couple at that time, we were only friends, And it was only like a quick little fucking meet. I think like one time my wife ever met my mom before she passed away. And the sad thing is, is my wife would have been the one that my mom, like, like if we got into arguments, like when we get into arguments, because my wife and I fucking, we're fucking crazy, dude. We argue, you know, and that's what you do in a fucking marriage is you argue and you get through it. And you fucking learn from it and you move on and you fucking continue loving each other. But my mom is the type, she was was the type, excuse me, to where if my wife and I got into an argument, she would invite my fucking wife over, dude. I'd be like, hey mom, you know, can I come over? She'd be like, you know what, fucking Amanda's already here, so shut the fuck up. I'm already listening to what you did fucking piece of shit you know I didn't raise you that way I did not raise you to treat a woman that way Jared because my mom was very adamant about the way I treated a woman you know when my mom and my dad got a divorce around I think I was like eight or nine years old and they got a divorce and I chose to live with my sister and my mom because first off I was a mama's boy and second I was very close and attached to my little sister I was like always wanting to make sure she was okay. Like it bothered me if uh, you know I was worrying about what she was doing or if she got fucking hurt. It, it would it, it would affect me, dude. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay close, you know, to the 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 women that mean the most to me. So I I chose to stay with my mom and my sister. And when I was raised by them, my mom would always tell me. She would always tell me. She'd be like, you know what, Jared? Uh, you know, when I was growing up and I was starting to get girlfriends and shit like that, she would say, you know what, Jared, you know, treat a fucking woman, whatever girlfriend you have, I want you to take, take this and remember this, you fucking treat that woman like you'd want any other man to treat me or your sister. And it stuck, dude. I was like, Wow. You know what I'm saying? And then I and then I got like when when she said that you get this feeling you're like, "You know what? If I fucking treat a fucking woman like shit, then it's going to fucking do the karma thing, and then my mom or my sister is going to get treated like shit." So, you know, that it, it'll make you think. 
You know, it'll make you think that, you know, whoever you're with, whatever woman you're fucking hitting up at a club or fucking in church or fucking Roller King, whatever the fuck it may have been in your past, right? You had to remember that they were somebody's daughter, that they were somebody's, you know, sister or brother. You know, they had an aunt or an uncle. Like, and and you had to remember, like, dude, you know, this is fucking, imagine if they like knew how I treated this woman right now. If you ever did anything bad, you're like, imagine if her fucking family actually saw this whole thing go like go down, dude. Would I be fucking proud of myself? Would they like me afterwards? Like my mom put a lot of that shit in into the my you know, my thinking mode when it came to came down to treating fucking the women, dude. And I'll tell you this, okay? I am not a fucking saint. All right, I don't want any fucking woman that's listening to this right now to be like, oh my God, how sweet, you're so fucking sweet, because I'm truly not. I mean, I'm I'm decent, but I'm not a fucking saint. I'm an asshole. I lose my temper a lot. Uh, I say mean shit, you know? Um, it, it's it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I fucking treat my wife with utmost respect at all times. You know, I try to. But just like any person, you know, you you fucking, you you get out of hand, uh, you see red, next thing you know, you guys are fucking spitting fire, and you got to stop the shit before it gets out of hand, you know, because that's the worst, to say things that you don't mean, and and you're like, oh, man, afterwards, you're like, dude, I didn't mean that shit, and they're going to think I meant that shit, and it's going to affect them for quite some time, you know, so I'm not a fucking saint, but I will say that still to this day i i live by the way my mom and my my fucking sister raised me when it comes to treating women like dude believe it or not check this out any dude that's listening to this i guarantee you automatically they're going to fucking think i am like the biggest fucking pussy that i'm like the biggest fucking bitch and that i'm like that i lo- i'm going to lose my man card with with this shit I shit you not. This is, this is, I mean, I'm proud of it. And at the same time, I'm kind of, you know, sad that I I never did it because I, I know for a fact that I will never do it. But throughout my whole fucking life, dude, my whole fucking life of being in relationships, okay, like legit being in relationships, I've never fucking cheated, dude. Not one time. I've never fucking cheated on a chick ever, dude. I've been cheated on multiple times, but I've never fucking cheated. You know, and I know why. You know, I'm not going to sit here and go, and I don't know why I, I, I fucking don't. The reason I don't is because I fucking feel, I would feel like the worst piece of shit in America. Like, I, I would feel like, okay, dude, like, imagine if, you know, my wife, for instance, found out that I did something like that. Like, like she would be fucking wrecked, dude. You know what I'm saying? She would be fucking wrecked. So, if she would feel like that, then I, I know for a fact that I would feel that way. I would feel fucking wrecked if I found out that my wife or anybody that I was with was cheating on me. So I can't fucking do it, dude. It's just like the moral thing. You know, I mean, you you know, you know for a fact that 
everybody is always going to think that there's fucking hot people everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're married, doesn't matter if you're a man, doesn't matter if you're a woman. There's attractive people everywhere. You're going to recognize the shit. You're going to talk about the shit with your coworkers or fucking your friends. Uh, you, you know, that's life. That's fucking life, dude. But acting on it, that's a whole different fucking ball game. Acting on it is is like that that's just like why the why the fuck would you even want to do that, dude? Like that's so unloyal. Like why couldn't you just if you were literally going to fucking cheat on somebody, then you might as well just tell them say, "Hey, you know what? I want to fuck other people, dude." Like that's how bad this is. I want to fucking nail other fucking chicks. And I'm going to. I'm not going to stop myself. So because of that, I got to fucking break up with you. Because if I want to fucking fuck other chicks, then why the fuck would we stay together? You know? Give them that fucking respect, dude. And then another thing is, too, is so this is another thing about cheaters, right? This is, this is one thing that is fucking disgusting about cheaters, especially dudes, okay? Fucking you cocksucking motherfuckers. Listen up. Okay, if you're a dude and you've cheated before, listen up, bro. Okay, when you fucking stick your little fucking pito inside of a vagina and then you fucking go home, even if you fucking wash your shit, even if you go home and you scrub your dick till it's raw and then you fucking, you know, you fuck your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, you're still giving them whatever that fucking girl had. You're still fucking up their pH balance because that shit actually exists. Next thing you know, they're getting a fucking yeast infection that fucking looks like there's fucking grow, uh, uh, fucking dough growing off their fucking clit. You, you don't want to fuck with the person that you love in that way because you are. And think of that, dude. Imagine if some girl was getting, if, you're, if your lady was getting dicked down, dude. If she was getting dicked down. And she had, you know, she's on birth control, so she don't give a fuck. And guess what? Dude just busts up all inside of her, bro. Really? And then guess what, dude? Guess what? She comes home and she's like, damn, baby, I'm kind of horny. And she hops on your shit. And guess what? All that super goo? Yeah. That's now on that tippy, 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 tiptoe by the window. And a tiptoe and you got it on your beat, though. Like that's, this is what I'm saying. This is what people that cheat obviously don't fucking think about. This is what I think about, you know? And do you want an STD? Because people that cheat, bro, and you're sharing that motherfucking many sexual partners, you're, you're, you're gonna get an STD, dude. I mean, look at the fact that like, they say like one in every fucking five people have herpes, dude. Okay. So check this out. I've actually had my fucking STD tests very recently. I've been with my wife for 12 years. Well, guess what? Shit can stay dormant for up to like 9, 10 years, right? So fucking after like 11 years of being with her, I got a fucking STD screening because I had to go get labs. And they were like, you want to do everything? And I was like, what do you mean everything? And they're like, you, you want to do like your STD screening too? And I looked at him and I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Because I knew that I hadn't been with anybody else, but at the same time, I'm like, this is it. Like, if this shit comes out clean, I'm fucking cool. But if this shit doesn't, then whatever was dormant inside of me fucking finally fucking reared its ugly head. Or I have to confront my fucking, you know, wife and and be like, yo, what the fuck's going on? But... 
that wasn't the case, right? I was fucking clean gene, dude. That's what happens right there. Right there, baby. Oh, how did you do that? Well, I was very picky about where I put my fucking penis, okay? And not only that, but I didn't want to dip my chip into multiple fucking bowls every fucking day, week, month, whatever, dude. You know? You gotta be fucking careful. Because that's the thing, you can spread the shit like like it ain't no joke. And, and especially as a dude, because we're external, right? I know this podcast is getting all sex education, but I don't give a fuck, baby. We're talking about the fucking sex ed. But because men are all external, we actually don't contract STDs as, as easily as women do. They're internal, so all the shit just sits inside of them. They're fucking warm. They're fucking moist. It's exactly where things like to grow, where bacteria can fucking grow. So if you fuck some chick that's got chlamydia and you don't get it, but you pass it on to your partner, that's another fucking dick thing, dude. So in conclusion, don't fucking cheat. And this is the reason why I've fucking never cheated. You know, I went off on a long ass tangent about that. I don't even remember why I started talking about the fact that I had never cheated in my life before. But yeah, just went on a long ass tangent. And now I'm like, fuck it. Fuck it, baby. We're going to move on uh, to whatever because I don't fucking care right now. I just need to drink a water. I got cotton mouth. I don't think I have, no, my weed pen, it's not up here, all I have is my vape pen with my tobacco, my wacky tobacco, you know what, dude, 18th birthday, bro, 18th birthday, my grandfather, fucking Papa Russ, dude, this this guy was a fucking, a G, okay, I love my fucking Papa Russ, this motherfucker, him and Al Davis looked I, fucking almost identical, the difference with him is is he actually aged better and didn't look like the fucking crypt keeper after a while. But when it came to like Al Davis, you know, older at his fucking like looking good older type shit, dude, that's what my fucking grandfather looked like. He looked like fucking Al Davis, bud. It was hilarious as shit. But that dude, my 18th birthday. 18th fucking birthday, dude. You know what he got me for my 18th birthday? Because they had like a surprise birthday party at my house. And we had the family there. We had fucking all of my fucking friends. Uh, it was it was just party central. Everybody was enjoying themselves. My parents were actually cool as fuck. When it came to like parties, they made sure that everybody partied, including myself and my sister. They were like, hey, you know what? You're 12 years old. You want to fucking drink some wine? Drink some fucking wine. If you throw up, you're banned from fucking drinking wine until you're 21. So we just had to be careful that we didn't get sick, but we got fucked up, you know. But my fucking grandfather walks up to me and he says, here's your present I got for you. And I was like, okay, because that's how he talked. Here's your present, Jared. That's this, this, this is what I got for you right here. I was like, cool. And it was like a long, tall box, you know, probably about. I'd say four or five inches in diameter and about two and a half, maybe, yeah, about two and a half feet tall, right? 
So I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and fucking check this out. So I open it, unwrap it, and I fucking open it. And what is it? What is it, baby? It's a fucking glass bong, dude. My grandfather got me a glass fucking bong for my birthday. And he said, I got that so you could smoke your wacky tobacco. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to think. So my, my grandfather died in, you know, 2016. He was 87 years old. So do the fucking math. You know, wacky tobacco was, was actually a word. Like, at least he didn't say dope. That's what my dad called the shit. You know, anytime he fucking caught me smoking fucking weed, he'd be like, hey, what are you doing? You smoking dope around my house? And I'd be like, dude, dad, no, we are not smoking dope. Do you know what dope is? Yeah, it's marijuana, Jared. No, it's not, dad, okay? We call marijuana weed, fucking chronic, fucking, you know, green bud, fucking red bud, a whole bunch of shit. But dope is like meth, okay? And we are not fucking smoking methamphetamines. So stop referring it, referring to it that way. God damn it. But he would. He'd call it dope. But my grandfather, he called it the wacky tobacco. And when he gave that shit to me for my birthday, I remember I even asked him, like, so, Grandpa, what's up? You going to hit this with me? Because I got some fucking kill right now, bro. We going we gonna to do this? And he was like, no, <laughs> I'm too old for that stuff. And I actually got to pack a bowl and smoke with my aunt and my uncle for the first time that night, I remember. You know, since I was 18 now, you know, they could get fucked up with their nephew and nobody could say shit because I was legal. You know, it was like, fuck you guys. But at the, at the same time, fucking smoking weed back in 1998 was definitely not legal. Like that shit was purchased. My mom actually told me that she took my grandfather to San Francisco because, you know, at the time, what, San Francisco's like an hour and a half, sometimes an hour and 15, depending on the traffic, uh, from where I am, right? Because of the way that you have to fucking drive, basically. And back then, that was really the only, like, way you had of buying fucking smoking utensils for, uh, you know, fucking dank, for weed, marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it. And so he had to go, she drove him there, he picked out the fucking glass bong, and then they drove back from San Francisco, you know, to Modesto, and obviously fucking we had my party. But it was a full-blown party, I finally got to fucking smoke with, you know, some of my family members, which was awesome, um, and dude, I, I just, I remember people getting fucking smashed, dude. And I mean, my grandparents were there watching us getting smashed, getting smashed themselves, you know, the all the fucking adults, dude, were just fucking enjoying watching these 18-year-old kids enjoy life. You know, there was never any type of fucking, like, bitching and moaning about, like, us fucking enjoying life. You know what I'm saying? Like, our, our parents, my parents, were the shit when it came to allowing us to fucking do certain things because their point of view was, hey, yo, check it out. If you're going to do it, I'd rather have you do it in my house and know that you're okay instead of fucking doing it on the streets or at a friend's house and have you fucking dying. That's how they looked at it. So they were like, fuck it, dude. If you're going to party, party on, party at our house. It's not going to get out of hand. You know, they wouldn't fucking let us sit there and have fucking cocaine parties or nothing like that. But when it came to, you know, smoking some weed and drinking some alcohol, my parents were pretty fucking lenient as long as it was like a special occasion and we weren't doing it all the time, you know. 
And they didn't know that we were doing it all the time because we'd switch houses. Because what parents don't know is that every fucking parent that you roll with is fucking cool, except for that one. Like, we had the one fucking parent that wasn't cool. The one friend that had the one parent that wasn't cool. All right? You, you know who you are, Justin. Okay? My fucking homeboy, Justin. Fucking awesome dude. Ended up becoming a fucking doctor. But his he came from a different type of of family. You know, his was way, way more on the fucking, you know, like, we got a little bit more money than you side. You know, I mean, this fucking dude had a computer and the AOL America Online fucking internet before I ever was able to fucking have that shit at my house or fucking do anything when it came to uh, the internet, dude. This thing was new. This was dial-up at his house. It took fucking days for for a fucking photo to download, you know? And if anybody fucking picked up the phone and answered the shit, it would completely fucking cut your connection on. And you guys are fucking, you know, pissed at the motherfucker. Like, what the fuck, man? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The love and power of Jesus Christ. He takes the sword and he puts it in the Satan. Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've seen that guy, but uh, that guy's actually from my town, dude. He's from my town. That guy is from Modesto, California. And he went fucking viral. And the next thing you know... This dude is performing at multiple churches, dude. And and I'm talking churches that aren't like churches that you would think he would be at because the way he dressed. You know, he still looks thugged the fuck out. He's just all into Jesus. But, you know, I mean, he's wearing red fucking because he's still fucking North Daniel the fuck out. He's just like, Jesus Christ, North Day. Jesus Christ, North Day. North Day, Jesus. And fucking, you know, he was performing at like these super white churches, dude. Like, whenever the fucking music came on and he started dancing and fucking doing his Jesus Christ thing, like, everybody was, like, clapping, like, oh, my God, this is fucking, is he really, does he really love Jesus or does he love AK-47? I'm really fucking scared of this guy. Like, they didn't know what the fuck to do, bro. You know, he goes, I I don't even think he got the opportunity to go to Joel Olstein shit, but Joel Olstein shit, he would have gotten up there and and motherfuckers would have stood up and been like, yo, you you guys ready to leave? This this dude looks like he might start some shit. He's fucking Jesus Christ. Fuck yeah, Jesus Christ, bro. Did he save you or or is he going to save us? One of the two. Because that dude, he still looks thugged out like he's been fucking thugged out since Cub Scouts, baby. He's, he's, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's crazy. I love the people that come from my town, man. There's been some amazing people that have, that have came from my town. Okay. First off, let me take a fucking drink. So first off, we got George Lucas, right? George Lucas was born and raised here. Uh, went to Downey fucking high school, made fucking Star Wars. Right. Uh, second, we got Jeremy fucking Renner, dude. Okay, that's the guy with the fucking bow and arrow on the the fucking Marvel movies. What's that shit? Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. I think his name is. So Jeremy Renner, he went to fucking Byer High School in Modesto, went to Modesto Junior College, moved on to fucking do some shit, went to L.A. and became a fucking actor, dude. Okay, Timothy fucking Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant, if I'm not mistaken, was on Scream Three, where the fucking dude, Billy's mom, 
had the the kid from the fucking uh you know scary movie fucking class the movie class uh you know that dude fucking was her partner and that dude was Timothy Oliphant Oliphant uh he was in, also in Gone in 60 Seconds uh he was also in the show Wanted as the main character like the cowboy fucking dude uh came on every night after fucking Sons of Anarchy on FX so there has been some shit that has came out of my town and it's a fucking trip like then there's the bad shit dude like then there's the bad shit like Gary Condit okay Gary Condit I mean that that shit was crazy but it all ended you know why Gary Condit's fucking shit ended with uh Chandra Levy or whatever her name was was because Lacey Peterson fucking disappeared dude and then she she was found and and she was fucking murdered and chopped up and then Scott Peterson fucking got fucking he's guilty dude and he's still fucking living living the best life ain't going back and forth with you Lacey so he he like he literally is living in fucking a prison dude i remember when that whole shit went down i actually used to live around that neighborhood that neighborhood is right by Dry Creek, and I went to fucking elementary school at you know a place called El Vista, and this school was fucking super close to La Loma, which was where they fucking lived by. So I had walked by their house before plenty of times with my homies when we were walking around the hood, just fucking getting high, fucking riding our skateboards. There was plenty of times that I had walked by the this couple's fucking house, and it literally becomes... One of the biggest fucking coverage, the media, the media covered this fucking this this murder because it happened. She vanished on Christmas Eve, if I'm not mistaken, and she was pregnant. So this shit got blown up. I mean, it was nationwide. It was fucking worldwide. Everybody was focused on this shit. Everybody was fucking focused on his court date. Basically, people were almost as focused on his court date as they were O.J. Simpsons. Like, this shit was crazy, dude. And he and he fucked up. He did some weird shit, bro. Like, he ended up, like, bleaching his hair and fucking, you know, going down to San, San Diego to play some fucking golf. Like, it's a, it's a weird, fucked-up situation. And they made a movie about it, too. And the movie that they made about this whole fucking thing is even worse because it starts making you think about shit, about how... There's a fucking huge hole, a huge possibility that fucking Scott Peterson didn't even fucking do the shit, you know? And, excuse me, it doesn't matter what you believe, the facts are, is there's huge gaps in shit that the fucking police filled, obviously, to make sure that they were capable of fucking putting the shit on on Scott because you have to in that type of situation when the media is covering like this huge fucking thing that the whole nation is watching the one thing they know the people want is for the motherfucker that did this fucking terrible terrible thing to be caught so you can you know they did what they had to do to make sure that Scott Peterson legit got caught up and you know, I don't, I still don't know. I still don't know if he's guilty or fucking not, but uh, 
I don't fucking, you know, rack my brain off of it. I don't trip off of it. I don't worry about it because in all honesty, uh, it's not my fucking problem. And the way that he looked at those fucking court dates, dude, he looked like a piece of shit. Like he didn't really even care about what happened to his fucking wife and his baby. So even if he didn't do it, I think he fucking didn't care that it fucking happened, dude. Or possibly even hired some people to fucking do it. And he just got caught up for fucking actually doing it. Who the fuck knows? All I know is, is he was an asshole when it came to his reactions after the shit happened. And it's so weird that, like, I remember this. When the fuck did that even happen? Like, I can't even remember the year that that fucking happened. But there's there's been so much shit that I've actually fucking been through and seen in the 40 years that I've, I fucking have been alive, dude. You know, it's... It's insane to think like anybody my age, okay, anybody that's basically, I'd say 30 to 40 years old right right now, this is where when you start actually thinking about everything you've experienced, everything that you've seen happen in history, this is where you realize that you're not getting old, but you're definitely, you're no longer, you're not young. You're not young no more, dude, and you're not getting any younger. And time is now not on your side. Because you fucking you think about everything that you've seen. Like right now I'm I'm thinking, "Yo, dude, I'm 40 years old." So, in a way, am I halfway through my life? If I die of natural causes, okay? Everybody in my family, you know, they they die between 85 to fucking 90 years old when it comes to the men. That's the average lifespan of the men on my family. It doesn't matter if they fucking smoke. It doesn't matter if they've worked in fucking uh, factories that are highly cancerous. For some odd reason, the fucking Silva fucking blood and even the Dexter fucking blood, because that's my mom's side of the family. Those motherfuckers have, we have some, some strong fucking genes and some strong immunity systems. I don't know what it is, but I am fucking blessed with some great genes when it comes to how well we live, how long we live, and even the quality of life when we do live. It's it's fucking insane. But like, so at 40 years old, even if I lived until 87 like my grandfather, I'm fucking almost halfway there, bro. I'm fucking almost halfway there. Remember when your parents always fucking told you like, hey, yo, slow down. You know what? Whenever you're fucking, you know, 40 years old, you're going to fucking look back and you're going to think, oh, man, I should have fucking you know, did shit differently when it comes to like you doing drugs or the fucking the way that you're fucking eating. They're always telling you like, hey, you know what? When you're fucking 30, that's going to f- you're going to see it. You're going to see it affect you. And you're like, yeah, shut the fuck up, dude. You guys don't know what you're talking about. You're stupid adults. You're stupid parents. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You guys haven't even done life before, okay? This is a whole different life. We're, we're in a different generation, okay? We didn't walk around in bell-bottoms, you fucking wankers. But they guess what? Your parents knew what, you, you were fu- what they were fucking talking about, dude. That's how it goes. It's fucking terrible to admit. The day that you can admit that, when you're like, you know what? My fucking mom and my dad were right about pretty much everything. You know, there's certain things that they were still wrong about because we're all stupid. You know, I'm even stupid when it comes to my kid. 
You know, whenever he fucking, you know, there's going to be things when he grows up, he's going to be like, yeah, my dad fucking, he pretty much everything my dad said was right, but there was some shit that he would, what a fucking tar, dude. My dad, he said some stupid ass shit. But the, the, the fact is, 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 you know, when it comes to what your parents tell you and it's always passed down generation to generation, that's why we're all raised uh, you know, in, in very similar ways when it comes to family compared to other families and everybody's raised differently. It's because it's passed on, you know, from your great-great-grandparents to your great-grandparents to your fucking grandparents to your parents and then to you, you know. And they change to a, a, a certain extent because our, our fucking society changes, you know, the way our, our way of life changes, you know. But obviously, the moral values that a parent instills into their children has been passed on for fucking generations because moral values never change you know just basically like how you deal with certain situations change because obviously you know shit's fucking different especially now you know fucking parents right now dude like they got to deal with the fucking internet and porn like the fact that you know, these fucking 15 and 16-year-old girls are sending out fucking titty pics like they don't give a fuck, dude. To the dude, this fucking 15 or 16-year-old boy who's shooting back a fucking little fucking 15-year-old fucking baby dick pic, dude. Like, that's horrible to think about. Makes me fucking so happy I don't have a daughter, but at the same time, I'm going to have to tell my son, you ever do this shit, I'm going to fucking break your neck because that's fucking child pornography. So you better fucking watch out with this shit, dude. This shit can get fucking serious. But they learn so much from pornography nowadays because it's so easily accessible. Like, dude, think about, dude, back in my day, you know what I had to do? I had to go fucking steal a Playboy from my dad, dude. The first fucking Playboy that I ever stole was, dude, it's funny, too, how I'll remember this. I'll remember this for fucking ever, dude. So the first Playboy that I ever stole from my dad was in 1992 it was april 1992 and the the fucking centerfold the the fucking the the whatchamacallit i I think that's what they were called is the centerfold uh the play the playmate of the month or whatever it was the playmate of the month her name was katie contrell dude and dude this chick i mean she had me fucking hypnotized like, I actually ripped her whole fucking fold out, out of the fucking Playboy, and I hung it up in my closet, dude, just so I could open it and fucking see it. And this was back in 1992, so this bitch had full bush, bro. Full bush. Shit wasn't even manicured. They didn't manicure the shit back then. That shit, like, looked like fucking Willie Nelson's fucking beard down there, dude. But we did not care. You know, and it's funny because I still remember that at that time, you know, because I'd read the bio, you know, because you read the bio and you're like, man, I want to become the man that she wants because fucking this bitch is fucking amazing. I'm 12 years old and this bitch was 19, 19 when I was 12. Right. So that makes her now seven fucking years. She's 47 years old, bro. I seriously want to fucking know. Oh my God, uh, that that's that. There she is. See, Surrey always does it. But I seriously, I, I would love to know. I need to try and look her up on the fucking uh, internet and see if I can see a recent picture of her and see how she looks at forty-seven. And the sad thing is, 
So if I was single right now, right? If I was single right now, if I was not married, and, okay, if we met in the past, and I was the 12-year-old that saw her at 19 in fucking Playboy, dude, and saw her and was like, oh, my God, Katie Control, I fucking love you. I fucking want to meet you, and fucking I want to put my finger in your pussy, and I want to do whatever I can to you. Please, please, please. And it would have never worked, obviously. She would have been like, get away from me, you fucking sick little perverted fucking 12-year-old. But nowadays, you know, just think, dude. And she probably has a fucking shaved coochie. You know, it's completely fucking different. She's fucking gotten that thing. See, later, it was fucking blonde pubes and everything. She fucking got, she dusted and disgusted that shit, bro. That shit is clean as a motherfucking bald mouse. Clean as a whistle. That's how it is. But if I met her nowadays, and I'm like, hey, yo, what's up? You know, how you doing, girl? I remember you. Yeah, oh, shit, April 1992? Shit, man, I remember that. That was, yeah, you were beautiful. You still are beautiful, actually. You know, you, you haven't changed much at all. That's why I recognized you. She'd be like, oh, my God, yeah, I know. You're so sweet. You should, come on, I have a house nearby. You see what I'm saying? It's, like, not weird no more. That fucking nine years turned into fucking it don't, or that seven years turned into it don't fucking matter. Isn't that weird how life is? That's, 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 that's another thing about getting old. That type of shit. You know, look at my wife and I. My wife and I. She's fucking five years younger than me. That's nothing right now. She'll be 35 in September. I just turned 40. But let's fucking... Fucking rewind, right? Rewinding life. And we're going to go back to when I was 15 years old, right? Completely sexually active. A fucking freshman in fucking high school. The beginning of my sophomore year as well. 15 years old. And let's go and... Let's see if I would approach her because now I'm going back and I'm going, oh, hi, you little fucking 10-year-old uh, Amanda. How are you? Yeah. No, um, I go to high school. So enjoy uh, elementary school and I'll see you in, I don't fucking nine years, something like that. Because we met when she was like 19, but we didn't get together until she was 25. So we knew each other for six years before we actually hooked up. And it was because we had, you know, mutual friends. But that's the weirdest thing to think. You know, just how much age changes fucking everything. And when you get older, it's things, I guess, I, how do you say it? It's not, as, it's not as serious anymore. Like, the serious is serious. Like, you know what's serious. But, like, all the shit that you used to worry about in your 20s, your fucking teens, when you were a kid, like when you're, you know, 35, 40 years old, dude, and you got fucking kids and a family and shit like that, like petty things, it, it, like all the shit that used to stress you the fuck out hella bad, unless you just have natural anxiety like some people do, it don't fucking matter anymore, dude, because you have like way bigger fish to fry. Like, when you're older, you're like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about that. I got to fucking pay my rent, motherfucker. Like, fuck off. Like, dude, I still don't know who the fucking tiger guy is. All right? I've been seeing all this shit. I, I, I go on fucking Facebook to post some shit, and all I've been seeing lately is about some fucking white trash, fucking meth fucking smoking, fucking 1,000 tiger having, fucking country singing motherfucker, dude. Like, who is this guy? It's making me wonder. I've seen pictures of him, dude. It looks like fucking Riff Raff's cousin that lives in fucking, you know, some fucked up hillbilly fucking 
you know, part of the country and shit. Riff Raff's like, oh, yeah, man, that's my cousin from Kentucky, dog. And he's like, oh, yeah, have them tigers, tigers, tigers. He, li- they li- he literally looks like he's fucking family with Riff Raff. And if you don't know who the fuck Riff Raff is, then look up fucking Riff Raff. Because that mother, those two look like they could record an album together, bro. Fuck. But I still don't know nothing about him. Is it like, I mean, is it this fucking, uh, is it like a Netflix special? Like, what's going on? And and who the fuck would make a Netflix, a Netflix special on a, a weird fucking inbred fucking white dude that smokes fucking meth and has thousands of fucking tigers? Like, I know it sounds interesting, but at the same time, like, there could have been so much more interesting shit to actually focus on. Like, there's, there's some fucking interesting people, and then there's fucking some interesting people. Now, this interesting person in, in general right now, because obviously he is, is interesting enough to where he's getting the attention of the fucking world and, and Netflix and shit. To me, I feel like if I invest that much time of my life into watching this fucking show or this movie, that I should probably fucking take a gun and fucking kill myself. Like, I, I just don't feel like... It's worth my time, you know? And I know that some people are going to be like, well, you're fucking wrong. It's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Like, I'm fucking dressing up like him for fucking Halloween. I'm like, yeah, I bet you are, you know? And your fucking friend's probably going to be the fucking blackface, you fucking retard. Like, I just don't feel like investing my time. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to kind of look up some facts about him or some shit just because I am interested, but I'm not going to be fucking, I mean, unless he ends up being like super cool. I mean, if we're talking about like this dude, like he doesn't just fucking smoke meth. He like makes the meth and then he fucking like cooks it in his asshole, shits it out. And it looks like the blue meth from fucking breaking bad. And then he cracks it up and has a fucking one of his tigers eat it. And the tiger then shits it out, and it becomes a tiger-striped fucking glass shard of fucking meth. And then, instead of just smoking it, he actually fucking vaporizes it with essential oils, uh, sometimes peppermint. Now, then I'd be like, okay, cool. I think I might fucking turn on Netflix for this shit. This shit right here is... This is golden, dude. Like, like this is uh, one of those things where no wonder everybody's fucking talking about this motherfucker on that shit. And it's funny, too, because, like, you can tell hella white people are proud as shit of him, you know? And and I'm sitting here going, why the fuck are you proud of this motherfucker representing you? Yeah, that's, it's crazy sometimes how, you know, different people, different cultures pick certain people to be their fucking mascot. And you're like, you know, you have some people like me. You know, where I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking white, but I ain't fucking that white, bro. Like, that's just, that that ain't going down, doggy. okay? I got fucking NWA tattooed on my arm because I love these motherfuckers. You need to, uh, yeah, that dude right there looks like he'd fucking ride away with a fucking white fucking pillowcase on his head with two holes fucking cut out of it. With his fucking mullet just shining out the back like a fucking dude fucking in the NFL with his shit hanging out of his fucking helmet. That's crazy. I'm going to have to find out what's up with the Tiger Man. The Tiger Man. And with that many tigers and him being on meth and possibly the tigers being on fucking meth, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten mauled. 
because, I mean, if I was on that much meth and I had that much tigers, I would give the tigers meth. Like, who wouldn't give the tigers meth? If you're that fucked up on meth, like, why wouldn't you think immediately, like, yo, if I gave these tigers meth, we could all run fast together. We could get things done the way we need to. Like all of them, they need to get back into their cages right now. They don't want to. But if I gave them meth, they would be very eager to do their chores. You know, I mean, what the fuck? You know, I mean, I, I would think fucking some cool shit about it. I don't know. I would give everybody meth that lived around there. I'd be like, I got tigers. I got cats. I got a fucking iguana over there. I, I fuck, Dude, look at it. There's a pelican right there. I'm giving that motherfucker meth, dude. Don't give him Alka-Seltzer. Or is that a pigeon? Yeah, that's a pigeon. Yeah, if you uh, come over to the West Coast ever, if you come to the beach and you got those pigeons going on to the beach and shit, if you actually feed them fucking Alka-Seltzer, their, their insides will blow up and they'll literally just keel the fuck over. They'll pop. You won't see them like blow up, but you'll see them just kind of go boom, like in a big old fucking ball. And then, yeah, they're, they're, fucking, they're, they're fucking dead. I've never done it, so don't fucking tell me I'm an evil piece of shit. But I've seen it on videos before, before they got deleted. And it's actually pretty fucking hilarious. So I you know, I can't I can't knock it because it was it was funny and there's too many fucking pigeons anyways. So fuck those pieces of shit. But all I know is is we've actually had a good time. I know I have. You know, we've actually got a decent amount of time in talking on this podcast. This has been fucking awesome. I've been trying to pick shit up and make sure there's episodes to listen to. Uh, get this fucking show on the road, baby. And as always, to any of you who have made it this far, please do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can follow it on Spotify. You can follow it on uh, you know, iHeartRadio. It's on Stitcher. It's on Overcast. It's basically on any streaming platform that you want to listen to this podcast on. Please subscribe to it. If you can, give it five stars. Give it one star if you're a piece of shit. Give it one star if you're an honest piece of shit. And obviously, write a review, man. Tell them. Say, you know what? Jared is a fucking G, dude. This guy is so fucking dope that one day he might wake up with a fucking testicular cancer like Lance Armstrong. Because that's how fucking big of balls he has. His balls are so big that he might end up being Lance Armstrong. No, I'm just playing, but, but give him, you know, a fucking review, write a review. If you can, I know that some people don't like writing reviews and it's, it's okay. I like writing them honestly, but if you don't, it's no big deal. Just give it a rating. Um, also talk about this podcast to your friends, share it with them. Uh, you know, fucking forward it to them. If you can be like, yo, listen to this shit. If any, anybody that you know, who likes podcasts, do me a favor and make sure that you let them know about this podcast. Let's get this fucking podcast to grow. I I fucking I want my community to be large and in charge, baby. I mean, what else can I say? We got to have it large and in charge, and I appreciate every single one of you. And when we actually grow this community, this community is going to be fucking unstoppable, dude. This is going to be the barely made it fucking squadron. And people are going to be like, I don't know how they fucking made it, but they barely made it, and now they're fucking barely making it badass. Okay? <laughs> but you have a great morning, day, evening, or night, whatever it may be. Know that I appreciate you. I will see you virtually with my voice next time. And I will talk to you later, baby. You guys have a great day.
Pacey Waits.